Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Look at that. The technology worked that time. Oh, man. I, I was a little nervous. <laughs> I didn't break it. Uh, it is Tuesday, November 12th. A nice chilly day here in St. Louis, but a good day in studio because it's program mashup day. It is program talk with day. our friends from Concord Matters. Uh, good topics on deck. In studio now, the Reverend Sean Smith, pastor. Uh, well, he's host of Concord Matters here on KFU. One pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Campbell Hill in St. Paul, Wine Hill, Illinois. Pastor Smith, thanks for coming into the studio on this nice chilly morning. Always my pleasure to be here. You're here for the coffee hour, though, so you have some coffee to warm up. Yes, I have great coffee, uh, Chick-fil-A coffee, and then uh, I supplemented it with uh, Verona from Starbucks that we had brewing here in the studio. Oh, boy. Thanks for asking about the coffee on the coffee hour. You know that that's like the one thing I listen for. You're welcome. You're welcome. I know. That's we that's all you listen to. <laughs> Don't talk about the coffee. <laughs> yes. It, you know, that's the important part of the coffee hour. And we really, you know, the, the program lineup here is, is designed, you know, kind of reflects what we do on a Sunday morning as well. We start off with morning prayer and oratio. So some, some devotional worship time uh, to reflect on God's word. Then we have a Bible study, just like you would on Sunday morning. And then we have coffee hour after that, where we mm-hmm. sit around and chat or stand around and chat and drink coffee for a half an hour. But you don't call play it an hour. box coffee cantata not every day no no i don't think we have yet have we i don't know if we have that i mean it's not really sacred music <laughs> everything bach wrote is sacred um, well. <laughs> but that's not what we, we, so we've had our chat about coffee and we get that Pastor Smith likes coffee. Um, but uh, today we have a, a good topic on deck today, and that is when a pastor deliberates a call, mm-hmm. considers a call, um, what all goes into that? So uh, briefly, a, a definition, what is a call or a divine call? A divine call is worked uh, in our circles through the church um, in order to um, have God's word and sacrament be executed by a pastor for a congregation. That's that's a brief definition. What is considered when you get a call? And maybe this is jumping ahead a few steps, um, but what is that process of of considering um, when a pastor receives a call? Well, the the first consideration that a pastor has to go through is to be sure um, that it is an actual legitimate call, um, and and this is essential for both congregation and pastor that we be sure that it is a divine call that God has worked through the normal process, whatever that may be for different church bodies and so forth. And ours that comes through a voters meeting usually in a congregation, but we we want it to be legitimate uh, and and not kind of have some subver- subversive you know, manipulating of the call and things like that, either on the end of the pastor or the congregation, because then that can bring that divine uh, call into question. Now, obviously, God can still work through that call. um, But once that is considered that it has been a normal process and it is divine, God has called you to this place, then we step into the realm of Christian freedom because God has called you to a new congregation right? Or congregations, if it's a multi-point parish, um, and, and you have the call that you are currently serving. And so you, you're sure that God has called you to this. And so both are going to be God-pleasing. 
and and both will be his will. Whatever you choose, you can't make a wrong choice on. And that's really, really comforting. Um, so then you get to get into some practical considerations, right? Um, you know, you, you consider needs of your family, right? Um, you know, what uh, what is available to you um, that you uh, may have in the area that you would be called to? What do you have available to you now? Uh, what are the needs of the congregations, whether the congregation you're serving, the congregation that is calling you? Um, and, and so you just kind of you, you, you go through a list and I'm I'm kind of one of those old school guys that makes decisions by pulling <laughs> out a piece of paper and, you know, drawing a line down and saying, you know, these these are the positives. Uh, these are the gifts that I bring and the gifts that that congregation needs. And, and you just kind of weigh it out and then you kind of have a scale. Um, you know, and, and, and it usually becomes obvious in that realm of Christian freedom of, you know, uh, how you make that choice then. What then, from the congregation's perspective, what would, say you're in a congregation and your your current pastor receives a call elsewhere to another congregation, what what should the, the congregation do or or you know what 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 do you do what's appropriate for a congregation in that situation um you know you're gonna feel nervous that your beloved pastor is gonna leave uh you're gonna feel anxious um or jealous jealous, right yeah Yeah. all these emotions and and they're all appropriate emotions uh, in a sense i mean you see this reflecting with saint paul as he writes his letters to the various congregations you know i long to be with you uh but alas you know i must be here and serve at the time um, and, and also, you know, he, he speaks of the love that congregations have for him and, and that they desire that he would be there and things like that. And the same things go on today. And so uh, I think it is completely appropriate um, that you have those emotions uh, in congregations, but then also very helpful that we understand that we we are in synod fellowship. We walk together in theology and practice and that we, we, we really do have a shared ministry. We're not entirely congregational, you know, kind of competing with one another and so forth. And so that's a sister congregation that needs a pastor. Right. And so we consider that and we say, you know, the, the Lord works through this process. And, and, you know, those are brother and sister Christians uh, who need a pastor. We need a pastor. And, you know, let let the process play out. And the congregation um, on both ends can also be really helpful in that information gathering as the pastor is making this decision in the Christian freedom. He needs information. You know, how does the congregation that I'm serving or congregations as I serve a multi-point parish, how, how, how do the congregations uh, see our ministry together? Um, you know, uh, and sometimes you get a lot of interesting feedback. You know, sometimes you get the, the ones that really want the pastor to go, right? And they, they definitely will make that known to you. Um, and then you have others that really want the pastor to stay. And then if you're in a situation like me, right, you usually they could care less about the pastor, but they really want his lovely wife and adorable son uh, to stay. <laughs> so uh, uh, you get some of that feedback as well. Um, but then also the calling congregation, you know, uh, generally, most often you only get to speak with their leaders. Um, and, and there's different practices as far as uh, making visits or not. I'm kind of a traditionalist and I don't know that that's necessary um, uh, in, in, in those sorts of considerations um, can be appropriate. But, uh, uh, you know, they, they need to supply information of, you know, how they see ministry um, uh, 
needs in in their particular context and you know the ministry is the ministry it's it's about word and sacrament and that that transcends everything uh, but we recognize that as we live in this world in a horizontal sense uh life among ourselves uh that there are particular needs you know some some congregations have education uh, you know, going on through a Lutheran school and so forth. And so they need a pastor that is willing and, and capable of teaching in, in their school or things like that. You know, so some of those particular context situations play into that consideration mm-hmm. as well. Right. So when you get to the end of it, um, there's, I mean, there's two sides to what happens. Either the pastor accepts the call, moves on, and then there's another church who will need to call a pastor um, or the pastor deliberates and returns the call. Um, and then, and then this pastor that, that called them or the congregation that called them needs to call another pastor. What are, what do you make of those situations either when the pastor decides to stay or to go, uh, the relationships between the congregations and the, and the pastors, what, what do you make of, of either of those situations? Well, uh, again, we, we should handle all of these situations as Christians and a pastor always wants to leave on good terms. You know, mm-hmm. don't, don't use it, you know, well, oh, I'm leaving because, you know, 15 people told me to get out of here and they're tired <laughs> of me, you know, like, don't, don't, don't take do out any axes to grind or anything like that. Right. Uh, leave with graciousness, um, or, or stay with graciousness, you know, mm-hmm. likewise and, and decline the call with graciousness, you know, don't use it as an opportunity to beat up a congregation and say, I have no idea why you called me. And, and, and that's very important, um, you know, that, that we do so. But then also from the perspective of, of the people in the congregations, uh, again, the same way, I, I see this a lot where congregations, and especially in the present situation where we are, um, where there's just going to be a lot of movement, especially coming up just because the lack of pastors that are out there. Um, and, and there's a lot of calls, you know, I've had a few this year already myself, um, currently considering one now actually, uh, to Montana and, uh, and, and there's just going to be a lot of movement and, and, you know, so it's hard for congregations, you know, to, to deal with those things. And especially if you get turned down, you know, oh, we must not be a very good congregation. Or if your pastor leaves, oh, we must not be a very good congregation. Don't take it that that hard. Um, you know, don't take that personally, I would say, would be my encouragement. Again, view ourselves as we're a part of the, the larger body of Christ within in the synod. And, and this is just a part of life in this world. And, and there's a lot of factors and a lot of considering that goes into these things. And, and I don't know that it has to be that personal for us. Although some self-reflection is always good for a pastor <laughs> and a congregation. And sometimes sure. calls mm-hmm. come up and it's very helpful in that sense because it, it's intentional. All right, we need to evaluate how things are going here, mm-hmm. both pastor and congregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a call to another congregation can certainly serve for, as a time of reflection on where we are and how the Lord is using this pastor to serve in this context and, um, and, and for the congregation as well. Are we caring for our pastor in the way that we should mm-hmm. as well? Can can certainly be uh, something that happens in that deliberation process. Yeah, I sit down with my elders and chairmen and have that very intentional conversation uh, with them when I receive calls. Um, and, and then I, I do that with the, the calling congregations as well. Mm-hmm. All very insightful and it, it's it, complex as well. Yeah. 
because I mean, it's it's a vocation in this world, so we're dealing with temporal issues. But it's all about word and sacrament ministry, which is eternal, which is you know about eternity. So it's uh, it, and you're dealing with lots of people, right? <laughs> It's not complex at all. <laughs> and there's so much more you could talk about it. I mean, we could do for a few more hours. Hours. Shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- we have a class in seminary called pastoral theology where we'll spend weeks just talking about the call and all the implications of that and so forth. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us some insight on it today here in the coffee hour while enjoying your blend of coffees <laughs> this morning. Pastor Sean Smith, host of Concord Matters, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Campbell Hill, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Wine Hill, Illinois. Thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.